This is episode five of a Chosen People podcast with special guest Coleman Barr answering the question, what is a Sabbath? Part two. have to work six or seven days a week um mm-hmm. can really keep that sabbath day holy yeah it's so i'll just come out with this it's really difficult <laughs> yeah. um, to really manage it but the best thing that i can say is um really to just manage what your workload is and like what you're saying yes to mm. it's hard it's hard though <laughs> because you know, as high school students, as college students, we think we're invincible and we can live off of like four hours of sleep and just drink some Starbucks the next day <clears throat> and we're fine. But that's going to catch up to us at some point and we're going to burn out. So yeah. just because we can handle something doesn't mean we should handle something. Mm. You know, that's advice I wish that I, I wish I took that advice when I was in college because I was busy. Uh, I can't even remember when I wasn't busy. <laughs> That's like how busy I was, like always running to work or going to school for class. And it's so hard to say no. Um, and if somebody came up to you and just went like, oh, you know what? You should try taking a Sabbath every once in a while. I'd be like, You'd be like, oh, like flip out. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely not. I have too much work yeah. to do. Um, <laughs> but I think like part of the reason why I was just like, oh, I need to work. I need to finish my school, take five classes a semester. Like I was just trying, honestly, I didn't realize it, but I was like competing with my classmates next to me. I was like, oh, I don't want to be that kid that takes six or seven years to graduate because that's just lame. Um, Or like, I don't want to be like the broke kid that can only eat ramen noodles every single day. So I was like, let me get a job so I can pay for some of this. Yeah, it's it's a real struggle, but... Mm -hmm just like pacing yourself like it's okay like no one cares if it took you if, if it took you six years to get a college degree like that's not an interview question that they ask you like oh how long did it take you to get a degree i mean as long as it didn't take you like 20 years or something yeah like ridiculous <laughs> like that um mm. so it's just like if i stopped competing with other people it was just like oh yeah maybe instead of five classes this semester i can just take three and that's it, you know? And so I could manage my college classes. I could manage my work and my Sabbath day. And so I can like be this human being with natural rhythms that's not burnt out or living off of caffeine to get through my life, which most, most college students do. But I would say it's harder um, as a high schooler because there's not like a... High schoolers have no control over their school schedule. It's just like, hey, here's your whatever seven classes or something, and you're in school from seven thirty to three p.m. every single day. So, and then you have extracurriculars after. Like when I was in high school, I played soccer, so I would be in school from seven thirty to three, and then practice started at like three thirty. And then we, I'd get home like around six, and I eat dinner. I just be exhausted. 
Um, so high school is hard because, well, first of all, when you're in high school, you just aren't very mature. <laughs> like you just, you just don't <laughs> know about would, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You ever uh, go on like uh, Google Photos or whatever and like look back at like your high school pictures and just go like, that's what I looked like? Like, oh, it's terrible. The cringiest season of my life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like when I was in high school, I had a buzz cut because I just didn't care about my hair. Oh my God. <laughs> I need to see those pictures. Yeah. It's no, like, I'm going to go out to lens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he he met me when I had a buzz cut. That's like when, oh. that's when we first met. <laughs> oh my it's gosh. Yeah. I so. see that I, was, I, I like took my senior pictures with a buzz cut because I was like, I had to wake up early for school. So I was like, if I have a buzz cut, I don't have to worry about my hair because I couldn't wear a hat to school because nowadays I have longer hair. But if I just like don't feel like fixing my hair, I just put a hat on. But my school had like a super strict, super strict dress code, like can't wear a hat, all that, all the different rules they put on us for no reason. Um, but yeah, it's... High school, you just do really cringy things, like, all the time. Um, You think it's a brilliant idea at the time. I was like, Mm. oh, Buzzcut, great idea, Coleman. Like, what could possibly go wrong? Exactly. Um, This is the new trend. I'm going to have this forever. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to keep this forever. And then, like, I think a year, like, no, not even a year, like, months after I got out of high school, I was like, why do I have a Buzzcut? (laughs) <laughs> exactly. I look you become self-aware and then you leave and you're like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go yeah. Saying, though. yeah but i would say like high schoolers it's hard to take a sabbath because i mean first of all like i mean i got i became a christian i got baptized when i was um i, I was <clears throat> at the end of my junior year so like my knowledge of scripture was just so small even though i grew up in the church like i still didn't have a very expansive knowledge of what scripture was especially what sabbath was so it's hard for to have that rhythm and then you're pressed for time as well call when it comes to college it's just about saying no which i make it sound really easy oh just say no you know what that's hard about that but it is really hard to say no but that's like how we can practice sabbath as a college student because we are college students are very busy all the time (laughs) yeah and another thing too is that like we're so pushed to be involved in like all these clubs or you know go yeah. to these events and stuff like that. I see what you mean, yeah. To to, to you know to get used to being able to decline events or to decline invitations. Not every Sorry. single invitation though. You don't want to become like a homebody, but <laughs> enough so that you know you can make your time to be able to to yeah. not just have time off, but to study as well. That's something that I had to learn last semester. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty much like I think that I was part of. And I still am part of about a dozen clubs. Uh, and I mean, I'm not actually active in all of them. I'm active in about maybe three or four. But mm-hmm. I mean, still, like I was trying to, I even got nominated for um, Mr. Africa because they had oh, like yeah. this like whole like African pageant and stuff. Yeah. And it was like me and like three other guys. And then I think about like uh, four, you know, four girls. And basically there was going to be like this whole pageant and everything. And I was actually going to do it. Um and then I started, like, they sent out, like, the calendar that um, showed us what we were, you know, supposed to do basically on, like, every single day of, um, uh, like, leading up into the pageant, which was, like, yeah. November of last year. And I realized that if I was going to take part in this thing, I was going to have, like, I don't know, n- almost no time to do yeah. my assignments and to do my work at all. So I remember being at, like, one of, it was, like, our, like, fifth or sixth meeting. 
and kind of just telling everybody like, hey, I am dropping out because I can't handle this. And it's hard because I'm not, I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. I'm always good at people pleasing. So that was definitely difficult. But I had to realize like, either I'm going to disappoint all these people that are part of the, like the, you know, African pageant and have them be mad at me or have my, or disappoint my dad and have him be on my throat for the next 30 years. So I knew for yeah. a fact, yeah, no, I'm going to ace my classes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking out of this. So, uh, yeah. you know, it, it was really just priorities kind of. And also too, if I tried to balance both, I would have had no time. Like if I was trying to, you know, practice the Sabbath as well, I would have had zero time to even try to practice the Sabbath. One of those mm -hmm. things would have to give. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the problem. Like we allow ourselves to get so busy now <clears throat> where we are like, oh, I can't say, or I, I can't practice Sabbath because I'm already, like my seven days are already filled. Or if you try to like open up that one day for Sabbath, like stuff is just, you're going to be too busy the other six and you're going to be too tired. So our society is just overloading us with, with so many things to do. And I can see it now, like with leading the high school ministry, with leading the teen ministry, some of our high schoolers are so busy. Like mm -hmm. just from the time they wake up to the time they go to sleep, they are not, I mean, you know, they play sports and they're part of clubs and they like to do that, which I'm not saying you shouldn't do stuff or not do stuff um, that, you, that you love to do. But it's like just so much work, work, work that we don't get to like have that moment to be with God. So I think mm -hmm. for, for me, like when I was going through college, <clears throat> I was going through like a pretty rough time um, my sophomore, junior year with, you know, just just life <laughs> in general. But my mental health was starting to take a hit. But then I like kind of internalized in my head. It's like, oh, but I don't feel sad when I work. I was going to keep working. <laughs> so I would just work, work, work. Cause I knew like it, I don't know if it made me feel happy or just less sad, <laughs> but I felt numb. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's actually like the best way to put it. Like I just felt numb. So like, I just kept working. So like, if we, I think a good question to ask ourselves, if we really love our work and we can't stop working, like the good thing to think about is like, how is my life outside of work going? Like, is it in shambles and I'm using work as this crutch to kind of make myself look accomplished or is, you know, it's just like, we, we always battle with this. Like work can be such an escape for us, but then we can mm -hmm. say we love it, but it's actually just what, what we're using to run away from the relational problems, the all the kinds of problems that we've caused because we're workaholics so yeah exactly um i i i do actually feel that in my life um even now kind of with this semester that's going on because it's difficult to try to do everything online um this has been and i've said this to a lot of people this has been like the hardest semester that i've ever mm -hmm. had to go through really uh, yeah. especially with calculus too yeah like I, I don't even know if i can say that name i just want to say like the class that <laughs> shall not be named yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like for lack of a better euphemistic term I am struggling in that class right yeah. now we just had an exam uh and like I think it was about an hour and a half and only six questions right like yeah. no one finished I remember that at the end of it there was like students who were like I didn't finish you know like half the stuff wasn't even on the test and they're saying this to, like the professor himself but Jeez. you know he kind of just he didn't care. So 
there i mean there, there really is a problem I, I think that i don't know if america is going to do this but i'm hoping that they can look into the educational system yeah and really look at like how much work they're giving to their students how much they and even if they can't lower that at least make it a statement to prioritize like the students sleep because they kind of yeah. know that they're giving out enough homework to keep them like awake the entire night but they don't really i don't see any like dialing back of that i see reminders to study 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 but i don't see reminders to you know eat a healthy meal in the morning yeah. before you take yeah. your exam so it's kind of all work and no play or all work and no rest actually yeah i remember the high school from from what i feel anyways like and this is my personal opinion high school uh on the on the work side of things was much harder than college and i can say that because college I, I feel like by the time that i got to college i had enough like time management skills that were able to help me to you know have my own schedule because you are on your own but if you're able to manage your time well on your own you'll succeed in in college and that's the little message to like my high school listeners i guess if you can manage your time well and you know how to like you said you know say no to different things so that you can prioritize what's more important that pushes you to well, not only say pushes that propels you actually yeah. into an easier college experience. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it's it's way better, I think. Yeah, but that's... like, so I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, but yeah, I, I was gonna say like that's the same advice I give to like all the high schoolers in the high school ministry right now. Like, mm -hmm. if you want to manage your time, college is not that not as bad as people make it out to be. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I guess that like, from what's been said so far, and what I can gather, if I am a, let's say, 16, 16 year old uh, student at like, I don't know, Miller Grove High School, I'm just giving <laughs> like an example. And um, I am taking like, AP in honors classes. I am part of the soccer team and the chess team. Right. And I, you know, I attend church often, like every Sunday, Wednesday, or Friday, you know, your average days for a high schooler in the, in the, in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. um, my, my biggest priority, if I'm going to try to keep the Sabbath holy, or at least make some time for God, if I can, would be to manage my time so that on the six days that I am working, I'm working hard. I'm trying to excel, get ahead sort of almost like um, overcompensate for that day, not to become a workaholic, but because yeah. that day is enough of a recharge and I reach out to God that he'll give me the energy to do that again and again and again, to work those six days like, yeah. tougher than um, that one Sabbath day, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think the best advice <clears throat> that I can give to people on the Sabbath is that we can either trust God and work with God with what we have on our six days, or we can try to do it ourselves in seven days. So are we going to trust ourselves and what we know, what we think we know? Are we going to trust like working with God? I think mm. wow. we can do a lot of stuff for God, but not do it with God. Um, and what I mean by that is like, you know, we're doing all these things like, God, you're proud of me. Like I'm the captain of the soccer team i have straight a's i'm going to harvard um but we're running ahead of god and god's like whoa 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 
Like you're not supposed to be like you're, you're, you're running way ahead of where I want you to be. But if we're really working with God and doing things with God, then they're more refreshing and it's more on God's timeline. So it's like, are we going to trust ourselves? Are we going to trust God? That's what Sabbath really comes down to like super simply. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. If, If you don't have God on your side and you're not depending on him, you, you, you're kind of you're going to perform a lot a lot worse than um yeah. you would on your own power and there are people in this world who do things on their own power and are very successful i mean like i don't want to just completely you know disregard that that does happen we see celebrities all the time who yeah. obviously are not living righteous lives but are getting ahead in life but i mean i have a weird feeling about this and i could be wrong but like if they were to implement god into their lives they could probably stretch further in their accolades and their dreams and aspirations like way higher than they even like are at in the present yeah. moment yeah that's a great point and i think that doing things with god like i don't know how to say this the best the best way i know how to say it i guess is like god helps us live like a perfectly integrated life where like our work is pleasing to God and it's like refreshing to us. Our relationships outside of work are refreshing and pleasing. And like, we have kind of control over, we feel like we have control because we're working with God. Mm -hmm. Um, And those people that seem successful and and they probably are like Jeff Bezos does not seem successful. Like he definitely is successful. (laughs) He has billions of dollars or maybe maybe trillions at this point. Like, I don't even know. I don't care. He's like a yeah. super villain. Have you seen the video yeah, of him with the mechanical yeah. arms? Yeah. <laughs> he's like giving like that evil laugh. He's like, hey, 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 yeah. hey. I can't take him seriously with that. There's oh, no yeah. way that he's not like the new, like like the Lex Luthor of our time right now. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, like people like him, I don't want to put him on blast, but like they may, it may look like they have it all together, like on the surface, but you go beneath and their relationship with their family are like all out of sorts and they just don't live this holistic life where God can really help bring everything into balance. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that human beings have always struggled with since creation, since Adam and Eve was that we never know when to say enough. Like we always keep mm-hmm. working. We always just keep going and going and going and going. And Another way that I've seen Sabbath described is like kind of our week is like a stone sculpture and you're like chipping out the pieces of of stone. But then at a a certain point, if you keep chipping away at the stone sculpture, like you're going to destroy it. So keep working, 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 keep like working on that sculpture, keep on working on our life. Like we're going to destroy it. But Sabbath gives that one day to God. Like, okay, God, you're you're in control. Like, you're the one who has power over everything. And that's what Sabbath has helped me with the most, is trusting in God and knowing when to say enough. I think that's from, like, the Bema podcast or something. Like, knowing when to say enough and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. No, that's really deep, honestly. There, there's a certain stopping point that we kind of need to get to. And mm-hmm. I think that we confuse that a lot with our breaking point. Like our stopping point yeah. and our breaking point are not the exact same thing. A lot of us yes. do want to stop at our 
breaking point because we think that that's what our limits are going to exceed towards. And that's even what I get wrong all the time. But yeah, even if you get close to that point, you're still damaged enough where you might not even be able to recover for a long time. You mm-hmm. know, it's not good to stretch ourselves too thin. That was one of the biggest pieces of advice that my dad gave to me before I left for college. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but um, my my last point or my last question that I wanted to ask you about was just, this is kind of like a little bonus one, but it was one that I wanted to uh, understand. So have you ever heard of the, the Seventh-day Adventists? <laughs> I, I I know a little bit about them. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, for, from my research, they seem to be this group that um, really takes it to heart. Like they want to practice like that 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 commandment that we kind of disregard or um don't practice enough and they do it in excess right um they're christian same as us and i'm pretty sure that they they keep you know like the torah and the old and the old testament the new, the new testament in, in you know in a similar fashion that we do but mm-hmm. they like i think they take it to like a whole different level they literally do make sure that they do nothing they're like very legalistic about it um yeah. I guess that in your opinion, since, you know, you said that you're already um, like, like uh, that you already know who they are. Would you say that we should follow in their footsteps? <laughs> um, absolutely. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so I think our, I think you said this, but our tendency is to go overboard. Like they have a good heart. They want to keep the Sabbath. They want to make it holy. All good things but they're going too far with it. And it reminds me a little of the way the Pharisees handled their Sabbath day, where like, I know the Pharisees had laws of like, you can only carry up to this amount on the Sabbath. Like, I I don't know what it was, like 40 pounds. Like you can't carry more than 40 pounds on the Sabbath. So if you're carrying 39 pounds, you're still (laughs) obeying Sabbath. But if it's 41, no, you broke it. Like. That's really so, I mean, they're probably not doing stuff like that, like putting people to death for like mm-hmm. doing work on the Sabbath. But um, I think it's the same sort of concept where they have the good heart. Pharisees had a good heart. They were actually well respected back in the first century, um, mm-hmm. even though Jesus would constantly roast them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but people outside of Jesus thought Pharisees were like great people. Um, but yeah, they just, they and not just them, but other people, when it comes to different things, like we tend to go overboard, like they have the right heart. They want to keep the Sabbath, but they're putting too many rules and regulations on it. Like Sabbath, as I've said many times at this point, it's the day to get where we get to do what we want to do. It's not this day where, okay, here's these burdensome laws where, okay, on this day, you can't, cook eggs because it's too much work or something or you can't carry this or you can't lift weights on the sabbath because that's work um the sabbath is not here to like lay more burdens on us but take them away sabbath is supposed to be life giving not life taking um and so when we add all these legalistic laws it takes the fun out of sabbath in my opinion exactly no i get what you mean and i think that a lot of religions kind of um do that i mean i don't want to really name which ones but i mean a lot of them are focused on not eating certain foods you know mm-hmm. even on those days um which of course is something that was very highlighted in the old testament but yeah 
I mean, some of them will take it too far. They like it's like it's like you, you what you were saying that people are literally like ostracized and like are disapproved of if they choose to do that on those days. Uh, another scary thing that I just read on the uh, Seventh Day Adventist is that they actually don't eat meat on that day. That's terrible. So it's, it's, it's yeah. not a Sabbath day at all. That's, that would be the worst day of the week for me. If I can't eat. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think I've gone to Chick-fil-A like the last four Sabbath days. I love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart enough. I'm telling you. I don't think that, yeah, I don't think that I'm going to be dealing with the seventh day events. It's just because of that. That's, that's too scary enough. <laughs> but thanks so much, you know, for being on this, uh, yeah, yeah, this episode yeah. with me. This is actually great. I got a lot of information really on what the Sabbath is and like why I should practice it and why it's really practical for everybody um, that we can find ways to do it somehow. Right. I think that the most important thing that we can do if we're if we feel lost in trying to find that time is to pray to God to make it to make that time open and when yeah. he does take it full force because okay. once you do God will provide you with the energy and the resources for the work to be done for the next couple of days so yeah so I might I might just make mine I don't know Thursday I never really do anything on Thursdays and I don't have any class on Thursdays so yeah doesn't matter exactly yeah because i mean i was gonna say saturdays but i actually forgot that i actually cook pancakes for my family on those days so yeah. uh <laughs> but yeah no this has been a great conversation uh yeah. i do have a, a final question for you though that i pretty much just ask everyone um it's this so if you could go back in time and you know you go back to the day that you were baptized and yeah. you know you get to see yourself come out of the water and you're basically face to face with your younger self, with younger Coleman. What advice would you give yourself? Uh, first advice to grow out my hair that a buzz cut. <laughs> I, I figured actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the second and more realistic piece of advice is <clears throat> to find older people. Like, not just, like, a cool campus student to help you, like, walk through life with God, but, like, someone who is at least, like, 30 years old, but, you know, anything over that. Um, because what I did was I just had my friendships in the campus ministry. I got baptized when I was a, almost a senior in high school, end of my junior year. So I was just connecting with the campus ministry a lot, which was great for having those spiritual relationships with people my age. But what I lacked was those older relationships, like people who have been in my shoes before and have got out of it and have learned from it. Mm. Um, Cause I was just like, oh, 30 year old people are lame. Like they're old, especially 40 year old people. Like they're just parents and like, they don't know, they can't relate to me anymore. Like when they were in college, it was so long ago, but <clears throat> they have, valuable advice they have valuable insight and they know how to get through the storms of life with god like trials are trials doesn't matter if it was a trial that they faced back when they were in college like 10 15 years ago like it's still valid and they want to help like older people want to help the younger people um so I think that's what I would tell my younger self is to just really rely on the older people and find that older person that really does want to care about you because 
that'll help you that that would help that would have helped me a long ways in terms of just like weathering the storms of my life and staying connected to God and like having I got I, I was in a relationship before um I met Allie and it was just like not a good relationship at all like I didn't know mm-hmm. how to be in a relationship so just having people like that to help me would have been so helpful and then I think like the second piece of small advice that I would give people is that when I got baptized became a Christian like I viewed the Bible more as this manual or like a rule book to follow and when I realized it actually wasn't just a rule book but it was this incredible story that has like so much depth to it in every single page that's when my relationship with God changed. Like that's when I started to learn about the Sabbath. And then, you know, a couple of years later started living out the Sabbath and like made following Jesus really fun. Like if we approach it as this weird divine rule book, we're just going to get exhausted because following rules is exhausting. <laughs> um, exactly. So, yeah. Those are the two pieces of advice that I would give myself. Mm. No, you're right. You're right. Following rules, honestly, is exhausting. And that's how I saw the Bible, too, when I was younger. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's super insightful, man. All right. Well, thank you so much for yeah. being on this episode with me. This is, yeah, this is really awesome. So thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Having to be part yeah, of it. No problem. No problem. And, you know, I'll, I, 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 I will, I, I'm thinking about putting the Jeff Bezos part in here, but I don't want to get my Amazon membership revoked. So yeah, I don't so know. If I... you, you can cut that part out. <laughs> exactly. Prime, prime shipping is amazing. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's weird. It's like they'll say two day delivery and then it comes the next day. I feel so, I feel like a king. It's I don't even know. How, I don't even know how they do it, but I'm grateful that they do. No it. idea either. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's godlike. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. All the all the Amazon employees they practice the Sabbath. That's why that's why they can do it. <laughs> I'm hoping. Exactly. I'm hoping if they're gonna get my package here in one day, they better get a day off the next day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you so much. All right, I'll see you. All right, that wraps up today's episode of the Chosen People Podcast. Please make sure to share this episode with someone you think would benefit from what we talked about today. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow this podcast and never miss a new episode. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, make sure to subscribe as well. This episode is just minutes of your time wasted if you only listen. So if you haven't already, I strongly encourage you to use what was taught today and apply it to your lives. And a quick reminder to you all, no matter what religion or race or creed or gender you are, you are loved by God. It's corny, I know, but it will always be true. He cares for you. And no matter what happened yesterday, we are a new creation in him today. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week with a new episode. And as always, spread love and live chosen.